This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. It is not intended to cause or induce breach of an existing agency agreement. Hello? 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 This is the Vancouver Commercial with a state podcast. And welcome back to the Vancouver Commercial Real Estate Podcast. I'm Corey Wright. And I'm your other host, Melissa Moretti. And my favorite co-host, Melissa, good to see you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I know, I know, I know we were talking about this in the office this morning, so let's date stamp this. Today is what? January 13th. Ooh, it's Friday the 13th. Ooh, Ooh. spooky. Ooh. Wearing uh, all black. Uh, uh, this is blue. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to change now. Okay, I'm not very color coordinated here. We were talking earlier in the office, say like, like at what point? Can you stop saying Happy New Year? So, so, so the consensus is kind of like January 7th. You have to cut it off. Oh, really? The other one was like January 15th. Okay. I feel like if you haven't talked to somebody in the first two weeks yeah. of January, you can say it, right? Yeah. I, I haven't talked to you. I'm like, hey, Happy New Year. Yeah, right. You haven't because I saw you last week after I went over and said hi to you as I was leaving the studio. You gave me a look of death. Like, do I know you? Why are you saying hi? Don't talk to me. I walk past, don't talk to you. You're, you know, you're busy. So I, I get that. So this officially is the first interaction we've had. Last week, I thought we had an interaction. You definitely didn't. So this is our <laughs> first interaction of this week. So so it's okay to say Happy New Year then. Happy New Year. Okay. There you go. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Melissa, before we get into this there, one question a lot of people had, and we had Al on the show last week, and he kind of talked about it a little bit, and I'm going to default to you on the residential side. I was talking to a residential agent this week. And he mentioned to me about a listing he had that was like 60 plus days on the market. Mm-hmm. So this would bring us back into when those bring us back to like November-ish yep. of last year, maybe late October. And um, no activity on it. Had an open house last week and got multiple offers on it after the open house. Right. And price hadn't changed. He said nothing to that effect. I talked to another agent that had a house on the market for like 46 days or 47 days, he said. And nothing that changed. And he got an offer after one showing first week of January. I think it's everybody's New Year's resolution to buy real estate. Now, We're really feeling an uptick. Now, one thing Al mentioned on the commercial side of it, on the mortgage side, is a lot of people last year, sort of, I guess, late September, early October, and maybe it's just frustration with the rates, kind of threw the towel and said, let's pick up in January. Did you guys see much of that in the residential side where, where now you're starting to get an uptick in, in calls and interest? I know you said earlier this yeah. morning, you kind of feel it. Like, are you getting, are you seeing that on the front lines? Yeah. So obviously we, we feel it. We see it and feel it before the stats ever come out. And we, we kind of have an idea of, of how things are going. And I feel it for sure. The last few weeks, it's, you're getting a lot more interest in, you know, what's happening. Hey, I'm looking for the spring, all of, all of this type of conversation, right? So I'm feeling it. So you think we're going to be in for a decent first quarter? I would say we're approaching that. Yeah. Cautiously. Cautiously Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously optimistic. And and one reason why we need to have a good first quarter, because we were talking before we hit record this morning, you were trying to figure out, do I want to live in Penticton? Do I want to live in North Vancouver? I was kind of saying, hey, buy both, figure it out. And then through that conversation, you mentioned about a significant other that might be part of the equation now. Yeah. Corey's just announced my relationship on air here. Thank you for that. Yeah, my pleasure. So we have a relationship <laughs> there now. Okay. And then and then because of that, we can now use that income 
Right. To help get into that place in North we're get, Vancouver We're getting faster. a little bit ahead of ourselves. Corey's just fast-tracked my relationship a, about a year. Well, we talk about investment opportunities. Yeah. And we all agree the residential market's probably going to go up. Now's a better time to buy than six months from now. That income is going to be very, very important as part of that decision-making. I am just trying to help you. So I'm the, not fast-tracking. The key is partnerships. There you go. Yeah. Partnerships. On today's show, we have Rod McKay of our Vancouver office today who's here to talk about the top five investment markets for the commercial industry that we pick for 2023. Now, Rod was here last year and we did it for 2022. We brought him back on the show for this year. We go through our top five. One of them might be surprise. Number five might be a little bit of a surprise to most people, but we talk about our top five markets this year. I'm really confident in our decisions. We talk about our criteria on show. Rod does a great job. The one thing I loved more than anything was you were judging the markets based on country music festivals that were either in or around those markets. Or opportunities. Or the opportunities that exist for a country music festival in that market. So clearly a country music fan. Country music fan, absolutely. Not my number one genre, but it's there. But it's there. A a good country festival, you can't beat it. So I I would ask you who you like, but we're going to make all the listeners wait for that because you do mention there on the show some of your favorite country artists. So without further ado, let's get to Rod McKay of William Wright Vancouver talking all about the top five investment markets for 2023. Can't wait. Enjoy, guys. This podcast is presented by Impact Commercial. Impact Commercial. John, Alan, the team over there are fantastic. They've all been on the show. They have, yeah. Friends of the show. Great guys. Wealth of experience. They can help with all your commercial financing needs. Whether it's owner-occupiers, land development funds, commercial investments, or multifamily, these guys got you covered. And they recently obtained their CMHC correspondent lender status. So for all your commercial lending needs, visit them at impactcommercial.ca. That's impactcommercial.ca. Okay, so we're here with Rod McKay of the William Wright Commercial Vancouver office. Rod, how are you doing today? Doing well, thanks. Thanks for having me on again. My pleasure, Rod. So you're back here again. We're doing our top five investment markets for our second year in a row. You were here last year when we did it. But before we get to that, Rod, can you tell our listeners maybe more about yourself? Yeah, definitely. So born and raised in Vancouver, lived here my whole life, grew up in Carisdale and ended up at William Wright Commercial after about seven years in the hospitality business. Been here for the last five years. Amazing. Amazing. And, and we've been, you've been a pleasure to have and you've done an amazing job in our Vancouver office. So best guy to have on the show here for our top five markets. So we'll just recap the criteria we put into this and we'll also touch. So last year we came out with what we felt would be the top five investment markets out there. And our criteria mainly is what are markets that you have a great opportunity to get into now that you'll probably see a higher than average return on your money in the foreseeable future. So if a city is not on the list, like Surrey is not on the list as an example, not because Surrey is a bad investment, but it's because Surrey is a higher price to get into that market. You might get a lower cap rate and you probably have higher lease rates already there. So you don't really have that potential to kind of get that bump in the market just yet that we have on our list here, if that makes sense for all of our listeners. So Rod, we're going to kick off number five. And so number five is going to be, it's, we're kind of, it's not what people are going to expect. I know Melissa's seen the list here right now. I think she's excited for five. It's an interesting one. So it's, it's 2023. People want to know where to park their money. So we've got the top five list. Starting at number five, bit of a wild card here. We're going with Calgary. 
Calgary and out of province. We're going out of province for number five. So Calgary is an interesting one. So if you look at the first quarter of 2022, they had a couple of massive office transactions. I think they had two totaling about $1.7 billion. And then as you fast forward kind of into the third and fourth quarter of 2022, you saw a lot of markets kind of, you know, investors were retracting a little bit. Interest rates were rising. So people were just kind of waiting to see. In Calgary, it looked like it remained steady and there was still a lot of growth relative to these other markets that we're looking at. Well, I think a lot of people, they picture Calgary, they picture the oil and gas market, they picture the the tumble that that had around a decade ago. People, I think, need to remember, A, oil and gas is used in various products like plastic, not just to fill our cars. So I think there'll always be an oil and gas market. I think Calgary learned from sort of being so heavily invested in one industry. They also have a different land to deal with than we over we have over here. But I think when you look at the cost of living, you look at Calgary, they've done a really good job backfilling a lot of these offices or trying to backfill a lot of these offices with the tech industry, which has been really good. If you look at the office vacancy as a whole, you're probably, I'm going to guess, probably around 25 to 30%. But they are there is a conversion program right now with the city where they're looking to turn some of those spaces into residential. Even was told hotels, but I can't confirm that. So that will hopefully absorb some of that inventory. But I think Calgary's done a really good job trying to diversify itself right now. The cost of living is there. I think there's a great opportunity in the downtown core. And I think when you look at the particular vacancy rate of different asset classes in the office market, the class A office market, I believe one report I read was around a 7 or 8% vacancy rate, which is considered a healthy, balanced market. But what happened was, is years ago when they did have the drought in the office industry, a lot of people who were in the B-class offices could move into the A-class offices for the same price. So that asset class got absorbed quite a bit by sort of that B-class office market. The C-class office market, I don't think moved around as much because the C-class office market is usually more financially driven with what their costs are versus their location. So I think when you start diving to certain asset classes, like maybe the class A office market, the industrial market, especially when you look out in Balzac there on the outside of the ring roads where a lot of companies like Anthem Properties have acquired tons of acres. There's a reduction on the property taxes versus Greater Calgary. There's a lot of opportunity there that I think you'll find that it's not going to be you know fully diversed until maybe like a three or five year period because there also has already been a little bit of a bump there. But I think it's a very safe investment. And I think it's something that's going to have a slower growth than you might see in some of our other markets on this list. But I think it's a market that we need to put on there now because Calgary, I think, over the next five years is going to be a great opportunity for a lot of people to enter that market that otherwise maybe hadn't thought of it over the past 10 years. Yeah, and I think, you know, you talk about the cost of living. I think there's been a big push from Alberta and specifically Calgary trying to get people to move from other major metropolitan areas just based on the cost of living alone. I mean, the cost of a condo compared to what it is in Vancouver kind of pales in comparison. You put a a lot more cash in your pockets buying a condo out in Calgary than you can here in Vancouver. Well, Melissa made a good point before we went on. Calgary's also home of Cowboys, the nightclub. Uh, yeah. I've never been personally, but... you But you've heard through friends. Uh, yeah. You've heard through friends. I went there for the 100th anniversary for the Stampede. <laughs> now, is that a whole other podcast on its own? Could be, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have you back another time there. So number five on our list this year, out of province, Calgary. And we will also put a whole bunch of disclaimers there. We don't operate in Calgary. We don't operate in Alberta. We don't know it the same as we do BC. I was going to say, is this a segue into William Wright is coming to Calgary or? 
You know what? Honestly, mum's the word on that right now. Okay. Mum's the word on that, but stay tuned. But we don't operate in Calgary. We don't know the market the same. Obviously, a lot of this has been derived by various reports we've read and, and followed that market for the better part of about five years now and followed the trends to sort of see it. There is a lot of excitement around it. That's why we wanted to put Calgary as number five, just to put it on people's radar. Or he just wants to go to the Stampede. He's hoping Nickelback is headlining. Oh, jeez. I would walk to Calgary if Nickelback was playing the Stampede. I would walk to Calgary there. You'll be there by July. I'll be there by July. July. Yeah. All right, Rod. So number five is Calgary. Number four on our list for 2023 is? Yeah. So this is uh, new to the list this year as well. So we're going to the Fraser Valley, the Abbotsford. 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 And why Abbotsford? Beautiful Abbotsford. Beautiful Abbotsford. Lots going on there. Well, you know, when I look at Abbotsford, I mean, there's lots of asset classes, but what I'm really looking at is the industrial market. And major news that kind of came out toward the end of last year was a new 140-acre industrial development uh, that just got approved in Abbotsford. So it's being put on by Quadriel and Huggerford Properties, and it's going to bring, I think, over 9.4 million square feet of industrial real estate. So there's obviously been a huge pinch uh, in the industrial market all across the lower mainland. And, you know, this should really, really help ease some of the tension there. And with it being so close to the border, I think it's just going to become, you know, more and more of a major hub for the industrial asset class. And I think there's some crazy numbers coming out of there, too. I think there was a parcel of land that was under an acre that went for something crazy like 5.4 million. So, you know, numbers pushing 6 million an acre there, it looks like a good place to invest. Well, I think when you look at Abbotsford too, for all those who've sort of driven up to Coquihalla and the Hope Princeton and then gone on to, you know, the BC interior markets or even up to Calgary is Abbotsford, I think, has a great opportunity for a logistics hub. And when you look at the Molson Canadian brewery or Molson Coors brewery, sorry, that moved from Vancouver out to Chilliwack, A lot of companies have moved into that Fraser Valley region that definitely have the logistics to go up into the interior, up into the Caribou, over into Alberta. That's coming down, I experienced coming down from the Kelowna office and the Kamloops office is sometimes one of the longest drives can be when you hit Abbotsford just to get to Vancouver. So having a logistics market or an industrial market located in that Abbotsford area for companies that go up the interior and into Calgary is a great one. As you touched, you're right there at the border. You also have the airport. So you've got a lot of these things, great things there. Other things that I think work really well in Abbotsford, you've got the university out there, which is growing rapidly. You've got multifamily asset class because a lot of these people need housing as that continues to grow. You're seeing a lot healthier in the development industry out there. They had the great mayor last year that led them to the floods who, who unfortunately didn't run again. But I think there's a lot of things pointing in that Fraser Valley region. And when I say Fraser Valley, I'm talking Abbotsford, sort of Chilliwack area. There's been a lot of attention on Surrey Langley, which has been great. And they're obviously working hard there with their SkyTrain line coming in. But I think Abbotsford and into Chilliwack, I think there's a tremendous opportunity in the industrial asset class and also into the multifamily because all these people need places to go. They all need housing. During the pandemic there, when we saw record low interest rates, we almost saw regional pricing, it felt like, on the cap rates, where you'd see cap rates in Vancouver of like 2.8 to 3. Then you see cap rates in Chilliwack, like 3.5, where traditionally there was a bigger a bigger gap there in those numbers. So I think we almost ran into like regional pricing. I do think that's going to subside and come off. Uh, I don't know if we'll get back to that type of thing, because that was just sort of a, a market that was sort of had a perfect storm with cheap interest rates, you know, cryptocurrency, people's housing going up and everything. That I think, I mean, I think it's really, really good opportunities for those in the lower mainland who want to sort of buy where they know, buy where they can drive and touch their assets. I definitely think that the Abbotsford market there is a great one that should be strongly considered. 
Absolutely. It's got got a, got a high population too. I think they're approaching 150,000. And uh, like you said, it's just so accessible. I mean, you've got the border right there. You know, you've got Langley, Chilliwack kind of on either side. And then, you know, heading east uh, is pretty easy from there. So definitely a great hub that a lot of people are going to be looking at in 2023. And actually, one more thing, I guess, too, we were just talking about the stampede. I mean, if you're talking about an area where there might be a rodeo. I was going to say, there's there's got to be some country music festival in Abbotsford. Well, if there's I not. Think, I think there is. If there's not, <laughs> that sounds like an opportunity. That's an opportunity. It, it does. We're talking Abbotsford. Melissa was nodding her head, giving me a thumbs up. How's the housing out there? Because obviously, you mean, that has a direct impact on commercial legs, the housing market. And obviously, that took a big run up. Yeah. How's the housing market out in that Fraser Valley area? Yeah. I mean, full disclosure, we work mostly in Vancouver, but, you know, from my knowledge, their pricing has come down significantly from what it was at the peak for sure. So definitely could be some opportunities out there too. So number four on the list, Abbotsford, future home of the Country Music Festival. (laughs) Rod, so we've we've got Calgary number five. We've got our lower mainland, Abbotsford, Fraser Valley market is number four. What do we have teed up for number three? Number three, we've got a market where William Wright's actually bringing one of its newest offices going to Kamloops. Kamloops, home of the Kamloops Blazers and the Memorial Cup 2023. Kamloops Blazers, I think uh, I think William Wright's got some ads on the stadium. I've seen some photos floating around, looks like. Yeah, no, we're very fortunate. We've been in arena advertisers with the Kamloops Blazers organization up there, and we've had a lot of positive feedback. So number three on the list is Kamloops. Tell us about Kamloops. Yeah, we're investing there because it's tied with Nanaimo as the third fastest growing city in Canada. Like I said, William Wright just opened up a new office there. So, Corey, I know you've been doing a lot of traveling back and forth from here uh, to Kamloops and uh, various other markets throughout uh, the province. But since we're opening up an office there, you've obviously done a lot of homework. So why are we investing there in 2023? Well, I think if you look at Kamloops as a whole, you mean, and those who have been to Kamloops over the years, you see a lot more cranes and construction going on now than you did before. Kamloops traditionally was sort of like a logistics area where it was a very blue collar type industry and still is. One of their claims to fame, I think is the tournament capital of Canada or the world maybe, where they have more tournaments from hockey to baseball and all that stuff, which is great for the tourism market. But now you're starting to see a lot of development. If you go in that downtown core, you're seeing multifamily buildings being built. You're seeing strata condos being built. Affordability, I think, was a big thing that's really, really pushed that marketplace, especially during the COVID things. And one thing we hear is a lot of people in the Kelowna area, because Kelowna is getting very expensive, and that also encompasses you know, Lake Country, Kelowna, West Kelowna, Melissa's favorite market, Penticton, just down the street there, Peachland, Vernon, that people are getting priced out in that area are moving over into the Kamloops market area we're hearing. And I think a lot of the developers that we spoke to, they're having better absorption of product. Prices have obviously gone up. Housing prices have gone up. I think you're seeing a lot more infrastructure coming into that marketplace. And I think here's a great example. Go find me a 15 or 2,500 square foot industrial space in Kamloops. It's Next to impossible to find. Zero vacancy. Because the vacancy levels are so low, demand is, is right up there. So I think you're going to find over the next couple of years, you're going to have a tremendous opportunity in the multifamily asset class because people are moving in and they need places to live. I think you're going to find a tremendous opportunity in the industrial asset class because of the transportation that takes place there and how you can get from there up to Prince George and sort of everything sort of funnels into Kamloops. That also then, when that hits, more population come, comes in, people need places to work. The office market, which isn't a very big market in Kamloops, I think Tremet has a great opportunity because I know when we purchased our unit up there at a, a great, beautiful AAA office downtown called The Hive, the listings for that sold 
and leased were far greater than I expected would be done at a much higher rate than I expected to be done, which I think tells you that that market now exists in Kamloops. So I think that's only going to get better in the years to come. I think of all the major markets that we kind of talk about in BC being the lower mainland, Victoria, Nanaimo, Kelowna, Kamloops. Kamloops is probably the one that lags those ones right now, which I think has the greatest runway ahead of it. Now, it may take a little bit longer to hit that runway, but I think getting into that market now over the next year or two years is a very, very smart investment. I don't think you're going to get rich overnight, but I think if you play the medium to long game, it will be a tremendous investment. And I know from a brokerage standpoint, there's lots of people that are asking about Kamloops. There's a lot of big companies that are asking about Kamloops that never asked before which is an indication I think that market is the next one that's probably going to take off in BC. But if you get in now and you can hold a couple of years, I think you'll be very, very pleased. And I just want to say it's probably, what, a 40-minute drive to the best country music festival? This is the Mer- real reason. Merit. 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 The Merit. 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 Rock and River. I'm, I'm, is, is it Rock and River or is it Merit Mountain? Rock what and do they River. Call it? It's Rock and River. Rock and River. Yeah, yeah. Rock and River music. Now, I'm not advertising it, but no. I was there. Are you an investor in that festival somehow? Because you got on that really very, quick. Very, very small very small investor. Are you a country music fan? I am. I don't listen to a lot of country, but when yeah. I listen to country, I love it. Do you have a favorite country artist that you want to say? Ooh, you know what? I rediscovered Randy Hauser after the music festival last summer. Oh, so you attended this thing? I did. Oh, I'll tell this. You know what? My full disclosure, my dad lives in Merritt. Okay. He thinks okay. is God's country. I question that, but yeah. you know. <laughs> so the festival was good. It was great. It was great. Highly recommend. So Randy Hauser, anyone else? Tim McGraw was there. Tim McGraw. I mean. I'll be honest with you. I love Tim McGraw. Huge country fan behind Nickelback. I went and saw <laughs> Tim McGraw. I think I was like 16 years old. And it was Rogers Arena or General GM Place at the time. And he came out and his first song was Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Did you oh, cry? It was, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry. Right? It was one of the best oh. live songs I've ever seen. And I saw. I just saw Elton John sing the song you know, this Me year, too. right? I was there. So, so Tim McGraw did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. So I have to, I, I will, I will second Tim McGraw behind Nickelback, <laughs> but slightly before Michael Bublé. Okay. So there you go. Kamloops, so got, 40 minutes away from Rock and River Fest. 40 minutes away from Rock and River Fest. Not only a great investment, but for that one week in July, you're 40 minutes. You can, you can drive home at night. You don't have to stay in the campsite. You can just drive home at night. You're so close. But that's kind of the fun of it. You yeah, gotta the, stay. The you camp, gotta okay. stay. Okay. I'll, I'll take your word on that. Okay. All right, Rod. So we've we've got Kamloops as a number three market this year. What comes in at number two? Yeah, number two, turning to the list for the second year in a row. No surprises here. Going with Kelowna. Kelowna as number two. So I think this one will have a lot of questions around it because Kelowna's been not only you know a local investment hub, it's been a, a national investment hub. International companies are now looking there. So a lot of people, it's already had a big run up. Why does it get on the list? You said Surrey's already overpicked through or the, the opportunity isn't as good there. Kamloops or Kelowna might be the same. Rod, tell us more about Kelowna. Yeah, so I think there's a bit of a theme here. You know, when we, when we pick our top five, obviously you went over some of the criteria. But one thing that kind of remains pretty constant is population growth. If there's people moving into the city, it means there's money pouring into the city. There's going to be more infrastructure, more investments. Kelowna is officially the fastest growing city in Canada. So they, when they did the census, this is comparing the census from 2016 to 2021. I think they had about a 14% population growth, which is 
a few percent more than the next fastest growing city. So lots of people moving in. I think one thing to note, too, is obviously there was a lot of international immigration that was slowed down due to COVID. So you're seeing a lot of people moving to the city from across the province and even across the country. When you said you said one of the fastest growing cities, I've never seen Melissa pick up a pen so fast and start making notes about country future festivals. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelowna, we love. Uh, and so and and why we have Kelowna on the list. Yes, Kelowna has had a tremendous run. No questions asked. One thing that you'll find through all a common theme that Rod pointed out in all of their top cities that we like are population growth, but also all the cities, with the exception of probably Abbotsford and Calgary, are landlocked. No different than Vancouver. Kelowna's the same way. Kelowna's got restrictions on land then. So there's only so much to go around. So as you have population continuing to come in, there's been huge investments made into that city by the University of British Columbia, which is putting a massive new downtown campus together. You've got tons of industrial investments coming in by large companies, even like Beatty. You've got towers coming in. You have a forward-thinking council that's been in place for the past eight years. The new mayor now, obviously, he's new in the position, so we'll we'll see how that plays out. But previous to that, a forward-thinking council. You had a absolute amazing climate in the summertime. For anyone that gets up there, it feels like you're going to a fantasy land up there. But they've got so many pillars of industry now that actually support that town. It's not just supported maybe by tourism like once it was maybe years ago. You've got real estate, you've got construction, you've got education. When those all happen, the new hospital has to expand. So you've got so many pillars there now filling that marketplace that I think right now, because COVID, obviously things took a massive run and they were a big beneficiary in that, you're now seeing a little pull-off. I think that will return in the coming years just because the population growth is so big that right now you can probably buy something in that market that maybe a year ago you couldn't have bought just because the offers were so chaotic. But also, you might be buying it at a little bit less than you would have bought it for a year ago. And as we mentioned on the last episode last year, talking about markets to buy in where you have a big transition or a big increase in the industrial rates, the office rates, and the retail rates, because of the population growth and the attention it has, you have an opportunity that you can buy something in that market now for maybe a slight discount from where it was a year ago. But I think there's a tremendous runway on that market there that that's why it's number two, because otherwise you wouldn't have got into that market a year ago and we would have said maybe it was a little overpriced. But now it's the opportunity to get in now because we definitely think that market will return in the coming years in that area, that this creates an opportunity, both in the industrial asset class, the retail asset class, the office asset class, and also the multifamily asset class. So we like them all. It's very dependent on where you buy, but we think there's an opportunity in all of them there. Yeah. And I mentioned you know, before we got into Kelowna that one of the themes was population growth. Another theme is that all the cities we've discussed so far on this list, with the exception of Calgary. William Wright has offices in each of those markets. So we've got uh, the Fraser Valley office, Abbotsford. We've got just opened up in Kamloops. And we've obviously got the Kelowna office that's been going for over a couple of years now and has done exceptionally well from from what I've seen. So Rod, are you trying to draw conclusions there based on this list now that because there's no office in the Calgary area that, that the common thread is the other four have offices? I'm not insinuating anything and we haven't seen what's on number one. So the listeners don't know if uh, we have an office in number one market yet either, but I'm just saying. I really thought the theme was country music. Am I, am I missing something <laughs> yeah, here? The takeaway here at the end of the day is William Wright Commercial will most likely have offices in all of the markets at some point. Time Ooh. will tell. And, and rodeos to follow. And rodeos and country <laughs> music festivals will be shortly thereafter. The natural progression. I'm in. 
All right, Rod. So we've got, so we'll count it back here. So we had Calgary out of province at number five. Number four, we had Abbotsford here in the lower mainland, Fraser Valley market. Number three, we went with the home of the Kamloops Blazers in the Memorial Cup for 2023. Number two, we went to Kelowna, which is the fastest growing population in all of Canada and home to Melissa's Future Music Festival. Number one, Rod, on the list this year, which was on our list last year. It was on the Western Investor list this year. Drum roll. Melissa's got the drum roll going. Well, well, before I say it, Uh, last year's number one. Last year's number one, we had Victoria, I believe. That was in 2022. Investors in 2023, you know what they're doing? They're packing their duffel bags full of cash. They're getting in their cars. They're driving an hour and a half north to Nanaimo. Nanaimo. Nanaimo is our number one market this year. And I think, Rod, before I let you get into it, there is so much happening in Nanaimo in a great way that we think that there is so much opportunity in that Central Island market that's yet to be discovered, that getting into the right asset class in that area now is going to be your biggest windfall in the coming years. Yeah, there's been a lot of buzz about Nanaimo. I mean, in our office and just, uh, you know, clients calling, asking about it, it just seems like it's on everybody's radar. There's a lot of reasons, not a small reason, William Wright opening up a new office there. I believe we just purchased an office building there, Corey. Yeah. So we have an office building there that we're actually going to be going into the Central Island area just outside of Nanaimo and Parksville. And why we went there is it's about a 15 minute drive outside of Nanaimo, but also gives us the ability to service Up Island and the Campbell River, all those great markets up there that are definitely flourishing as well. So that's why we're going in the Parksville Professional Center set to open in February. Excellent. Yeah. So William Wright's also moving to Nanaimo. So four out of the five on the list. Uh, lots of reasons. So huge expansion at Nanaimo's container port. I think there's a 30 acre site, $100 million investment going in there from a company, I believe, out of Dubai. That's a major shipping and logistics company. They're expecting it's going to bring over a thousand new jobs to Nanaimo. And then you look at the major employers there. They're, you know, people keep talking about a recession. The major employers are in Nanaimo are recession resistant. They've got hospital, medical services, universities, and just a major influx of people coming from across Canada. You're also seeing, you know, the housing crunch in Victoria with the cost of homes out there. It's sending a lot of people north and a lot of people are bringing their investments into Nanaimo. Well, I think even to talking to multifamily owners up there too, that guys that have product both in the Central Island region, which is going to be like, you know, your couch and valley, your Nanaimo, your Parksville. Qualicum area and your Victoria area, which obviously both of those had a tremendous run on the multifamily side, that they're seeing a higher percentage increase on their rents in the Central Island, the Nanaimo area than they are in the greater Victoria area. So I think that that sort of the trend is speaking. That's what's happening. I mean, the other thing too, that that has been in the works for a while, which I now think is coming to fruition. And they talked about a fast ferry. That would get you from downtown Nanaimo to downtown Vancouver, I think in 50 minutes, 55 minutes. I think it was 45, yeah. 45 minutes. Something 45 like minutes. that. So like I drive from Coquitlam to Vancouver every day, and that takes me an hour to hour and a half. You could get from Nanaimo to Vancouver in a faster. Melissa's giving me a look like, what am I doing? <laughs> Why do you live there? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's going to open up a whole thing. I think the affordability of Nanaimo, and I think also right now too is, I mean, Council and Mayor Croak, who we had on the show in recent years, They have a new OCP that's coming out or has been recently adopted. The downtown commercial street is finally starting to come into fruition now. I know some of our team has a great project there called One Commercial, which is the old A&B Sound building right downtown. The Nanaimo there, that's finally getting redone by Steiner Properties, and we're thrilled to be part of that project. 
There's a lot of stuff that's been in the talk for years and now is coming to fruition. So all of this combined, especially with all of the big multifamily purchases that happened, the companies that are investing over there now, I think this is your time to get in. I think this is your greatest opportunity to make money in the foreseeable future because you're getting into a market that's having lower vacancy rates. Now, in most asset classes, you're getting into a market that has a great population growth, a forward-thinking council. You have a lot of people from the mainland now on the investment side that are now considering Nanaimo that once didn't. And you have a lot of developers now that are considering Nanaimo that once they didn't. So all of that coupled there, I think if you can get into the right asset class at the right price, I think you have nothing but a tremendous upside in that marketplace. I know as a company, we are making huge investments into that market. That's how much we believe in it. We have clients making huge investments in that market. That's how much they believe in it. I think Nanaimo is your best bet to put money into in 2023. At the right price, though, you have to know when you go into these smaller towns, things don't lease as fast. One or two blocks off could be a huge difference in what's happening. So I think you have to, A, have a professional that knows what they're doing to help you do it. B, I think you got to buy smart. And if you can make those two things happen, I think you have a tremendous investment for the foreseeable future. Yeah. So we, we talked about themes. We already touched on the fact that William Wright has an office there. In terms of population growth, third fastest growing city in Canada. So that's great there. The other theme, though, so I was actually in December, I drove uh, drove down to Tofino with my girlfriend, Carol. And on the way back, we wanted uh, we wanted to see the goats on the roof in Coombs. In Coombs. I guess they were all they were all put away. I'm not sure where they were. We didn't see any goats on the roof. But now that I'm thinking about it, that little town there in Coombs, it's got to be an amazing place for a country music festival. Yeah, I was going to ask, how do we what do we know about the appetite for country music? Well, I'm, I'm going to default to you on this one. Is there not a country music festival in the Cowichan Valley area? Oh, yeah. Oh. Sun something? I think you're right. Sunfest. Sunfest. Is that Sunfest. country Sunfest. music? Sunfest, right? I think it is. Because when I was I driving, is, yeah. I was driving probably in August, I think it was, I was going from Nanaimo down to Victoria to meet the team down there. And I passed and they had, I think it was called Sunfest or Sun something. Sunfest. Yeah, Sunfest. Had, May, May 4th to May 7th. This yeah, year. there so you go. There uh, you go. So they had book our like Dallas book Smith our on there and they had like, all that stuff. So yeah, it seems like a great festival. Have you been to that one, Melissa? I haven't, but I think Not we should yet. buy our tickets right that now. Sound, Number this, one on the list. This sounds like Why re- wouldn't we? This sounds like research you need to do. Absolutely. Blake Shelton this year. Blake Shelton this year. We're going. Oh yeah. Blake Shelton yeah. this year. Headliner. We're going. You want to know a fun fact? Yeah. When I was in Disneyland at Christmas time, I was in the Chiro lineup. My wife starts cold calling me rapidly. <laughs> I'm thinking the kid, one of our kids is hanging off Dumbo by his shoestring. No. <laughs> She's calling me rapidly because Gwen Stefani just walked by her and she's texting me photos and video of Gwen Stefani walking by. No way. Yes. Maybe wow. she'll be at Sunfest. Maybe, well, that, maybe she will be at Sunfest. She probably will be. To see Blake. They're still together. There right? you go. Uh, I think so. I'm not too uh, yeah. up to date on my celebrity gossip, but let's just assume they are. Yeah, no, I think they got married. Yeah. So Blake, Sheldon, who, who else is coming next May? Melissa's just taking some notes right now. I think they've just announced the headliner. Oh, just uh, Blake they- Shelton. Yeah, I'm just looking at it right now. So Blake Shelton and then more artist announcements coming soon. Now, do you need anybody else if you have Blake Shelton? Like Blake Shelton's enough, is he not? It's all it's all filler from there, I think. It's all but, filler. Uh, it's all filler from yeah. there. There's there's lots of great country music artists out there. Lots in BC too. For all of our listeners here, let's let's run down that list one more time. Can you take us from number five down to number one? Yeah. So we started out of province, Calgary, for the first time for our list, top five. And then we moved to the Fraser Valley, number four. Abbotsford, number three, Kamloops, number two, Kelowna, 
And then we just talked about the number one market to invest for 2023, Nanaimo. There you have it. So Rod, thank you once again for joining us here. You did this last year with us. We're making this an annual thing. We have you on to go through this list. But before we let you go, we have our six pack of lighthearted questions. We ask all of our guests, and I know you've gone through this before, so we're not going to give you the opportunity to say no. We're going to force you to stick around for two more minutes. Is that okay? That's all right. The six pack is powered by our good friends over at Red Point Law. Red Point Law, Corey, Tim, Falco, Scott, and the team. These are great people with a wealth of experience when it comes to commercial closings and private lending. And I just want to say, Corey, not to cut you off, they have a perfect five-star review on Google. So for all your commercial legal needs, visit them at redpointlaw.ca with offices in Vancouver and now open in downtown Kelowna. All right. So we have our six pack here. Melissa, do you want to kick us off with number one? Number one, Rod, what is your New Year's resolution apart from going to more country music festivals? New Year's resolution, I guess. So it's not really resolutions. I guess it's more goals. One of the bigger ones that I've, I've set for this year. And actually, now that I think about the date of it, it could be tough to go to the Sunfest. May 7th, I'm going to be running a marathon. Oh. Hopefully. I've signed up for it. Whether I run it or not, we'll see. A full marathon. A full. Amazing. Yeah, 42K. Well, I'd say Melissa would be there to cheer you on, but she's going to be at Sunfest doing some research. I'm going to be at Sunfest. I'll let you know. I'll take pictures for you. All right, Rod. That's awesome. Number two, what was the best Christmas gift you got this year? Best Christmas gift I got this year? Well, I would say my girlfriend Carol got me this new Garmin watch, which I had a Fitbit before, which was awesome. It counts your steps, your heart rate, tracks your sleep and everything. And I thought I didn't need anything better, but she got me this Garmin watch that's just amazing. Like the amount of, you know, the technology that it has and what what it can track, especially if you're pretty fit, it's a great watch to have. So you're pretty fit is what you're saying? Well, he's doing uh, a marathon. No, I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm trying, yeah. He's doing I'm a marathon. Right. To listeners think part of the that, goal. But, uh, yeah, it's part of the goal. I can barely watch marathon, never mind run it. Like Rod's fit. I, I will second Rod's best gift because when Rod was walking around the office, he was showing everyone. He was bragging about it. So it definitely is his best gift of the year. That's for sure. It looks a lot sharper too, I got to say. Right. We're big Apple Watch people in in my office. I don't don't know why we just are, but have you had an Apple Watch? How does it compare? What are your thoughts? I haven't. My girlfriend actually has an Apple Watch. I would say the difference is, you know, most people have iPhones, myself included. I think in terms of syncing up, I think Apple Watch is probably the way to go. This one's a bit more of an outdoorsy thing. Like you can download GPS maps if you're planning on going for long hikes where you're not going to have any kind of reception or anything like that. And it's also solar powered too. So if I get stuck out in the woods, then, you know, this, I think the battery lasts almost three weeks. I think we're going to have to reach out to this watch company and ask for some money here. It sounds, that sounds like an advertisement <laughs> if I've ever heard one. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rod, number four, what's a book you would recommend for our listeners in 2023? Yeah. So I guess we'll, so we'll keep talking about themes here. So if we're talking about running and being fit, I just read this book by David Goggins called Never Finished. He's an interesting guy. I think he was the only guy to be a Navy SEAL, I think a Marine. He was, you know, in the military and the Air Force. And he does, you know, like ultra marathons where he, in this book, he mentioned like he was running this 240 mile race that is, I think it's in Moab, Utah. So I think it's, you know, 8,000 feet altitude and he just kind of goes through some of his stories and he's a crazy guy but it's pretty impressive not just what he does physically but but mentally wow so and then just so you know too that was number three i said number four there melissa quickly gave me the look of death and like pretty much like you know figure out your numbers over here kid can't so, count so <laughs> my apologies that was number three 40 under 40 but he can't count 
<laughs> well, we counted backwards for the top five. Now we're counting forward. Yeah, I can see where the confusion is. Thank right. you, Rod. Your job is safe. <laughs> All right. All right. Now, number four now. Number all right. Four now. Number four. You found yourself on death row. What's going to be your last meal? Oh, uh, it's going to be probably a 48 ounce bone in ribeye. We're going to do lots of mushrooms, probably some asparagus, all well seasoned, lots of olive oil on the vegetables. And, and then I'll be happy. That sounds really good. That's a lot like, of meat. Probably, yeah, that 48 ounces is probably a little big, but uh, you know, I can. I guess I don't need leftovers if I'm on death row. When Melissa <laughs> made a comment earlier about you must be in shape with your watch and your marathon here, you're like you're you're about to die and you're eating asparagus and vegetables. <laughs> if if yeah, I if, if well, for my last meal, I'm going to eat as much pizza as I physically can ooh. before I go down because at that point, who needs my arteries? You're about to die and Fair you're enough. eating vegetables, you know, Rod. Who cares about digestion? <laughs> if we if we did this podcast in December, it might be a completely entirely different answer. That's Let's fair. Let's put it that way. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Next question. What are you currently binge watching on Netflix or Amazon right now? Yeah, so actually just just finished last night, The Lincoln Lawyer. It was a movie oh. done by Matthew McConaughey back in 04, and they've kind of done a remake series of it. I think it came out this year. I'm not sure. I started watching it a couple weeks ago and just finished the 10th episode last night. But yeah, I re- really enjoyed the show. I know, Corey, you're a Suits fan. You know, there's lots of appearances in court here, so it might be one that oh. you might want to check out as well. There you go. But yeah. you know, I'll have to add that to my list. I'll put that right behind my kid's favorite show we're watching right now, which I think is like Melon something, Melon, Coco Melon or something we're watching. So oh, that, that, that's my number two. That's so, your number two. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's yeah, good. Yeah. So we're on the same page. So I'm, I'm previewing Coco Melon for you right now. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Number six, best advice for our listeners in 2023. We're getting into the, the mindset wellness podcast space here. Yeah, definitely. So I think it's going to be a very different market than what we've seen over the past couple of years. I mean, you know, in a low interest rate market, anybody can look like a genius broker or genius investor. But, you know, in 2023, it's going to be a bit different. So I think you really need to lean on people for advice. So call up your broker, talk to them. We've got lots of experts that work in all kinds of markets all over the lower mainland and across BC as discussed today. Have a chat with them, see what they're seeing and then put your best foot forward. All right, Rod, speaking of that, how can our guests find out more about what you're doing over at William Wright Commercial in Vancouver? Yeah, so we're just at 605 Robson Street, just right downtown here at Seymour and Robson. So feel free to drop by anytime or you can reach me on my cell, 604-763-5510 or shoot me an email, roderick at williamwright.ca. Well, Rod, thank you once again for doing this again this year. I know we did it last year. You did a tremendous job as always and brought all the research to the table. We appreciate it and I'll see you back at the office shortly. Thanks, Thanks Rod. so much. That was a lot of fun. All right, Rod. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. There you have it, folks. Our interview today with Rod McKay from William Wright Commercial Vancouver, top five markets. I obviously have to support his choices, uh, their brokerage choices. Number five, going outside of province to Calgary. You mean, again, as we sort of threw in there, we don't operate in that marketplace, but we follow it quite diligently. I think it's a great opportunity for those who understand it and want to get in and have a good outlook on the area long-term. Love to hear it. And for you, as we discovered on the show, you are a country music fan. Accurate. Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Everyone's favorite. Randy Hauser. Randy Hauser. Now, now again, 
remind me who Randy Hauser is. Like, like if you say a couple songs, I'll probably recognize the song name, but I can't picture Randy Hauser. Oh my gosh. Okay. Let me, let me just quickly look up a Randy Hauser that you would recognize. If we had the technology, we could actually play it for everybody, but we, I don't think we have that technology available to oh, us. Oh, okay. So running out of moonlight, running out of moonlight, running. Uh, You'd recognize it if you heard if it. I'm going to play it for you after. There I'll you play go. it for you there after. There you go. So 2023, I think we all agree. There's a lot of optimism in the air. You mentioned in the intro there about the residential market. You're feeling the optimism right now. It kind of feels like things are picking up. I think in commercial, there's a lot of money pent up on the side. Rod goes through his, I mean, our brokerage's top five markets we pick. And again, just to recap the criteria, these are markets that you think you can get into now that you will probably have a little bit faster of a return than maybe buying into a Surrey or a Langley as an example, which is still a great market. But because there's been so much infrastructure brought in there, so many things have come in, it might take a little bit longer because you're just paying more money to get in there. So all these markets, they do come with risk nonetheless, because they are secondary and tertiary markets. But I think there's a tremendous opportunity for above average returns in these markets. And I think as those populations grow, you're going to see things grow in these areas, probably at a faster pace as a percentage than you would maybe in Vancouver. I think that's the word for the year. Opportunity. Opportunity. 2023, opportunity. Speaking of opportunity, Kelowna Country Music Fest. I'm in. There you go. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. If you are looking to find out more about William Wright Commercial and how you can reach us, you can reach us on our website at williamwright.ca. You can call our Vancouver office anytime at 604-428-5255. Let us know what you're looking for. We'll put you in touch with the best agent we feel for your asset anywhere in the province. You can send me an email, corey at williamwright.ca. Always happy to talk real estate, hear about the show, hear about our guests, some ideas. We've got a lot of tremendous guests lined up well into March already. So we got lots coming down. And for those who want to buy or sell residential, Melissa, how can they get a hold of you? You can email me at melissa at vancouverrealestatepodcast.com or you can call me 778-869-4477. Excellent. Thank you so much for listening, guys. All right. Have a great week. Subscribe today. 